You're listening to Veg Your Best with vegan life coach, Michelle Olander. Episode 95, Independence Day. Welcome back, my Veg Your Bestie. I think this episode's going to be a little on the shorter side, though I've said that before and sometimes they're not as short as I think they're going to be. But I have just completely changed around what I wanted to sit here and chat with you about because I just saw the breaking news. Uh, over my phone, I just saw Friday, June 24th, here in the United States, that the U.S. Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade. And as a mother and a grandmother and a woman and a wife and a citizen, I am sick at heart today. And in spite of the warnings and the leaks and the news that preceded this, I actually did not, could not believe this would happen. State governments will now be able to tell American women, depending on where they live or seek health care, how to proceed with subjects they'll be able to discuss with their doctor. And just so you know, if this point of view bothers you, I fully understand. I completely understand. And I encourage you, if you don't like my point of view, to unsubscribe, to delete, block, and otherwise remove me from your feed. Now, this is not the subject of today's episode, but it would be impossible for me to move forward today without acknowledging something which I think is a watershed in American life. Anyway, I will be preparing some upcoming episodes in the near future about handling these different feelings many of us will be having right now of anger and disappointment, confusion, uh, fear of other things we thought we had access to and rights we had that may be now disappearing. Because it's important how we continue to show up and how we take care of ourselves and how we use news and situations and opportunities and events that we don't like, how we use them to fuel our actions going forward. So, okay, slightly back to my thoughts from earlier today before this news. We are, ironically, I guess, heading into the Independence Day holiday long weekend here in the United States. And I happen to know that not just not just people close to me, but everyone I talk to is pretty busy, overscheduled, or working double shifts or filling in for other people, or they're going to weddings. And apparently every single human being in America is getting married this summer. So I'm going to try and keep the summer episodes in general a little bit shorter unless they are interviews. And if you really want a lot more of me, if you really want to hear more from me, you could just schedule yourself into my calendar. The uh, links are in the show notes or on my website and we can talk. And more importantly, I can listen while you talk for eight weeks about whatever goal you've got and how I can help you get more traction on it. So this leads me 
to refer to my podcast from last week about my birthday because I really, I received so much engagement because of that episode. And thank you. Thank you for all the lovely birthday wishes in the past week. But I'm going to tell you more than a few people messaged me about getting coaching after they heard last week's podcast. Several people said very similar things that they know, they know they shouldn't be miserable about getting older, but they are. And I thought that was fascinating because this is exactly the way our brains work. You know, it's one thing to have the feeling that we're not happy or that we actually feel miserable because we think getting older is not great. But then the cherry on top is we add the judgment. We judge ourselves really harshly for even thinking that way. We can't just go, oh, I'm miserable about getting older. No, we have to go, oh my gosh, God forgive me. There are people who never even get the chance to get to my age and look at me being miserable. Or I should be ashamed. There are people so much younger who have health issues. I'm actually fine. Here's another message I got. I'll never be a successful artist now at my age, but that's only a problem because I'm lucky enough to have the time and space and financial independence to even have that dream. Most people are too busy working to even have a dream like mine of being an artist. And here I am being all spoiled and whiny. I've had a version of that thought. Have you? Yeah. If you find yourself judging yourself for just having a bad thought about your age or what you're accomplishing or where you've been or what you're heading towards, just enjoy, just enjoy that you feel bad about it. Don't judge yourself for feeling bad about it. Easier said than done, right? And here's this last one I want to share. I'm going to, I'm pulling up the uh, paperwork here. So I don't want, I don't want to leave any of the self-loathing out of this message. Hi, Michelle, comma. I'm thinking that I should work with you. I say that I'm an animal lover, but actually I'm a horrible hypocrite. Her words, her words. I'm just reading this. I can't help thinking that going vegan at this point in my life is just too complicated. And what difference would it even make now? I'm about to turn 55 and I'm never going to be a cute, slim vegan girl. I've already eaten so many poor animals. So I got permission from all three of these people to post their comments to me. And if you are playing along at home, my veggie bestie, I bet you've got some sort of similar story that you tell yourself where you want something, but then you just berate yourself that it's too late and it's because you were lazy or you missed the boat or you're ungrateful or you're broken or you're a fraud or in some way not a good person. I know. I know you do. We all do. I have I have a bunch of those stories myself. And then there's the other spin of the story. You would be able to do all the, those things, but you were robbed of your chance by some situation, some person, some law, some family issue. Maybe you've been lazy. Maybe you've been ungrateful or spoiled or you think you were robbed of your chance for something? Me too. I think those things too. Whether it's to be vegan or an artist 
or financially successful or fit and healthy, I'm not going to talk you out of it. I'm not going to talk you out of it if you really want to keep the thought. If you want to keep that assessment of your behavior or your character or your situation. But I do want to say that if you tell me that, it's fine. But full disclosure, I'm not going to believe it along with you. I'm not. I'm not going to believe that along with you. Because why? Why should I believe that anything is too late for you? Why would I ever think that about anyone? That's not a story I'd read. That's not a movie I would watch. And that's not a life I would get excited about. All of us are lazy sometimes. All of us are hot messes. Sometimes, some of us more than others raising my hand. All of us are ungrateful sometimes. All of us have squandered certain opportunities and not recognized others. All of us, for one reason or another, have not found certain opportunities. All of us have brains and bodies that will sometimes not work as hoped or planned or desired. I've told you on multiple episodes, we're almost at 100 now, I've told you many times the stories, the excuses, the limitations that I have made a big deal out of in my life. And did you know that you can even use the great things in your life against yourself? The blessings in your life? Yeah, you can use those against yourself too. I can't do what I want because it would mess up my beautiful family. It'll hurt my kids. It'll destroy my marriage. I can't be vegan because it will complicate my family life or my social life or make it harder to lose weight. If I don't eat meat, fish, and dairy, it will ruin my upcoming trip to Italy. I can't start a business because I already work full time. I can't be an artist because it would mean giving up the good income I have. Even what's going well in our lives can be used as an excuse for why we can't have what we want. Another one I hear a lot. I've finally figured out how to keep my weight where I want it, Michelle. But it's by not eating any carbs. I don't want to eat animals, but I don't know what I would do. And just so you know, I am not minimizing any of these thoughts. That last one used to be mine too. I went through a high protein, low carb phase for a long time because I thought it allowed me to keep my weight in check and still feel satisfied. Just so you know, you can figure it out. Another one I had was it's off-putting for others if I'm enthusiastic and excited about my life and keep going after new goals. People prefer to hear what's going wrong in my life. This is also, I think, 
This is a big one and it probably deserves its own episode, but I definitely felt that no one ever wanted to hear about what I did that I liked in my life, that I was, that I had a shiny new goal and I was doing something big and bold and out of my comfort zone. I thought people would be excited for me at first, but when they weren't, and it seemed to me that they often weren't, then I made up this story that other people feel badly about themselves when I do something new and exciting. I made up the story that my successes made others feel bad and that if I failed, they felt a little better. I've, I've clung to that one. Some, I mean, that one still comes up for me a lot. So anyway, what happened was I stopped sharing my ideals, my goals, and I really limited the connection and intimacy I could have had with people. And that fed my little story that I was asking for too much and that I should just be satisfied with what I have. Anyway, now that I'm thinking of it, that is another episode. My story that people are not happy for my success and actually relieved when I fail. And I've used that story to play very small at different times in my life. So anyway, what I'm trying to tell you is we are all do it. We all have thoughts about why we can't have what we want, why we shouldn't ask for more or go for what we want, why it's too much to ask of the universe to change our lives. Those thoughts are on repeat in human brains, and they most likely won't go away. But we can notice that they're just thoughts. They're just sentences. And we could spend time looking for evidence that they're true. And if we do that, we'll definitely find some evidence. Or we could just hold those same thoughts with a little bit of skeptical distance. What I'm trying to say is it's not a question that the thought is true or it's not true. They're just thoughts. And do we want to reinforce a thought if it's not helping us live the way we want to live in this world during the one chance we get. When you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them. When you argue for your possibilities, you get to create them. I'm going to say that again because it really is what everything is about in this episode. When you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them. And when you argue for your possibilities, you get to spend your human energy creating them. Okay, kids, I'm asking you to check in with yourself this week. Check in. What do you think you would love to make happen in your life? And notice, notice if an argument pops up in your brain. Notice if your brain says, yeah, but that won't happen because of, or yeah, but you've always thought that you never did it. This is how we start to notice the limiting beliefs, the limiting script that is running in all of our heads. I still catch myself thinking that my work, anything I'm excited about, 
anything I'm excited about will ruin my marriage. Like, like I am somehow powerless over my, my marriage and my family and how I show up in my closest relationships. I catch myself thinking that, even though I know that it's not only unfair to me, it's really unfair to my husband and my family to think that they're keeping me from anything in my life. When you argue for those limitations, you get to keep them. And when you argue for your possibilities, you get to create them. If you want help disconnecting yourself from your limitations and creating more possibilities, book yourself into my calendar. We'll talk about what excites you and what keeps you from committing to it. I'm telling you, coaching is the most effective way I know to create a life you love. And if you're an American, this holiday weekend, July 4th, Independence Day, Independence Day is about the power of having an idea. And whatever country you live in or are listening from, there are endless examples around you of what our human minds have imagined and invented, implemented, and improved. Sure, of course, we like some of those (laughs) inventions better than others, right? There has never been a more important time to be vegan. There has never been a more important time to stay engaged and positive. There's never been a more important time to nurture your creativity and your discipline and your belief in yourself. I know you think you have limitations. Me too. But when we argue for those limitations, all we get is to keep them. And when we argue for our possibilities, we get the opportunity to spend this life creating those possibilities. Okay. Have a great weekend, kids. Bet your best, and I'll be back next week. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So until next week, make it easy and veg your best.